0: Welcome to Massive Late Fee, and now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing, Carol?
1: Hey, what's up? Not
0: much. Been a pretty good week here. It is July 28th, 1995, and we've got some interesting news. I have been getting... Uh, Mosaic plug and play and using Encarta and I think uh, got Netscape and trying everything that I can to get us on to the World Wide Web.
1: I mean, we're we're already on the World Wide Web (laughs) because we use AOL. But my darling,
0: now, by the time this comes out. It might already be up and running. It might not be till next week, but check it out if if you know when you're listening to this. Because by the time this comes out, I believe that up and running in honor of the movie that we watched today, that our show will be on the net. We will we have our own web page on the internet with a bunch of cool stuff there.
1: Isn't it exciting? I'm excited.
0: It's got stuff about us. It's got stuff about the show. I figured out a way to upload audio clips to the show. So I had to take the, the tapes. I had to put them into the computer, basically, find a way to to get that audio into the computer with a little like audio playing device. And then I was able to get that onto the computer. So if you don't have... You know, a a, a, a cousin to uh, to pass your tape the tapes around <laughs> to you. You can actually hear the tapes on our web page. Yeah. What do you think?
1: I'm I'm super excited. Very I'm gonna, excited. I'm gonna write some things for you guys to read.
0: You can also contact us there. Yeah. There's a little thing where you you can send a message to us. You just write out a message, click send. It'll send it right to us. Uh, it, and it's RetroLateFee.com, dot com. Yep, which I believe stands for commercial. Like, if you're a business, you use the commercial stuff. We're not Are exa- we a business. Well, we're not exactly a business, but it's the one that everybody's using, I guess. So it's retrolatefee. dot com. dot com.
1: Cool. I I'm so excited. I hope you guys, uh, you know, drop us notes.
0: Absolutely. Send, send us some messages through there and just check out all the stuff that's on there. It's, it's a great thing. And uh, we're going to, I'm writing some, <laughs> your eyes are getting all wide where you're like, oh no, you're saying too much. Uh, <laughs> Carol doesn't like when I talk too
1: much on the show. Well, on the show, huh. I love you.
0: How dare you? but we'll be writing some things on there too. I have a little like rant that I've already put up there and Carol's will put some stuff up there too. I'm sure. And uh, you know, so there's stuff you can read there too. Yeah. Supplemental material to listening to the tapes.
1: Stuff that you'll only get there and not here. So you got to check it out.
0: That's right. So now on with the news, Supergirl. But they're not making a supergirl movie
1: supergirl they're
0: not they're not they're not m- m- remaking that horrible Helen Slater
1: movie <laughs>
0: <laughs> where for some reason I think it's it's not Morgan Fairchild. I can't remember who it is who the villain is in that movie, but for some reason, she's like a witch. I don't understand that like she has magic powers, maybe I don't know it's weird, it's a weird movie, but that's not what we're talking about this is an article about the the newest supergirl Alicia Silverstone.
1: I love her so much.
0: One of the most powerful 20-somethings in America according to this. She's inked a 10 million dollar deal with Columbia Pictures. And I'm I'm telling you, she's she is the new it girl right now, right? Everybody well, loves yeah. her.
1: Clueless, hello. Clueless is amazing. Everybody wants more. We talked I don't about blame it.
0: Them. we talked about it last week. And it was, she's absolutely fantastic. Some of the other powerful 20-somethings on the list include our very own Detroit Pistons, Grant Hill. Number 33, Grant Hill. He's a great player.
1: Whoop, whoop. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the look he's giving Why? me. Why? Why would you? Why? Well, because I could either sit here in silence because I know nothing about sports, or I could try to show some (laughs) kind of enthusiasm. I went with the enthusiasm. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Another one of the powerful 20 somethings on the list is Ricky Lake. Are you familiar with Ricky Lake and her work? Uh, She's got that show. She's been in some movies.
1: Not that much, no. She
0: was in that one. What's it called? Uh, Shampoo?
1: See, I never saw that.
0: Mm, is that what it is? I can't remember. Or is shampoo the, the one where... Hair? Wa- yeah, no. I don't think it's hair. I think I think shampoo's the one with Warren Beatty, okay. where he's like a sexy <clears throat> hairdresser. I don't know. But maybe not. Maybe it is shampoo, and that's called something else. I don't
1: remember. So there's some movie with some kind She's of in a hair John- or shampoo. <laughs> She's
0: in a John Waters movie. Okay and then another one on the list is a rap artist by the name of Snoop Doggy Dog.
1: What? A name. Snoop Doggy, doggy Dog. Doggy Dog. Yep. I mean, I get dog, but Doggy Dog. It's like it's like, "Hey, what's up, Doggy Dog?" like
0: Snoop Doggy Dog. I don't know. Also called the Snoop Man apparently. reminds me this. a
1: soup. Soup? Or Snoopy from the Peanuts.
0: Okay excellent (laughs) (laughs) this is titled The Bomb a sitcom and an eensy weensy spider what Uh, Peter Jennings is reporting in uh, Hiroshima uh, why the bomb was dropped because it's it's coming up on the anniversary 1945 that's when it happened August 1945 is that's when it happened okay it's going to be August 1995 pretty soon So that's 50 years. Mad About You, it's a rerun, but for fans of Carl Reiner, the great Carl Reiner, may he live forever. This is the episode of Mad About You where they bring him in as his character, Carl Reiner's character is his character, Carl, I can't think of what his name is now, or maybe it wasn't. Carl
1: Oh, okay wait. Carl Reiner is the gynecologist. That's Mark.
0: No 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 no. What are you talking about? And about you. What gynecologist? What are you talking about?
1: Um Jamie and Paul's friends. There's they're a married couple and the guy's a gynecologist. Oh he is? I didn't remember that.
0: No, no, it's the the Dick Van Dyke show. Alan Brady. That's his, that's this character's name. I have
1: no idea what she's what talking about.
0: Oh, we watch this. We watch this. I know you're not a big fan of the Dick Van Dyke show, but we watch this. He's doing uh, some kind of like retrospective on the Alan Brady show, which is the fictional show in the Dick Van Dyke world. Carl Reiner guest stars as Alan Brady, meaning that both of these shows occur in the same universe. It's exciting. Okay. I mean, but that also means they don't have a Dick Van Dyke in that universe. They have a Rob Petrie. That's who Dick Van Dyke played.
1: I, I think I like to keep it a little less complicated.
0: Oh, my gosh. Psst. I can't believe you.
1: Sorry. But, I mean, like, why do we have to have a universe within a universe where things are different? Just, like...
0: Be. oh that's so fun though mm. you've never thought about that i read a lot of stephen king books and stephen king does a lot with that where he creates universes and then it's did they differ from our universe but every once in a while they cross over into our universe the real universe or mm-hmm. whatever and then there will be different you know sometimes universes are linked in his book sometimes they're not it's all that there's it's like a comic booky type idea i think is probably where he got that from, but I, I love it. I, I think it's it's so that's a really fascinating thing to me, like linked universes and stuff like that. I it, it's really enjoyable for me hmm. personally. But that's basically the basically the news is reruns, and it's going to be the 50th anniversary of Hiroshima because that's that's really all all we got as far as um well, and Alicia Silverstone. Well, yeah. But Alicia Silverstone, that's the, you know, that's the, the Holy Grail right there, right? <laughs> that's who everybody wants to be. Yep. And Grand Hill and Snoop Doggy Dog. Don't don't disrespect them either. Okay. I can't believe that you, you've got to at least, you have no opinion on Grand Hill at all.
1: I don't even know who he is. Sorry. Oh. I'm not how into like not, the same stuff as you how, are. I frankly. know
0: you're not into the same stuff as I am, but how can you not know who Grant Hill is? He's a small forward for the Detroit Pistons.
1: Do you know why? Because I read Christopher Pike books and Who's that? R L Stein books.
0: The the first captain of of
1: the Starship Enterprise. No. And that is what I do with my downtime. So you're watching all this TV oh I'm gosh. reading. Not
0: all this TV. I'm watching sports. That well, is that's even worse. male soap opera.
1: Boring. The only soap opera worth you. watching is the one that my mother records for me every day. It's all my children.
0: What about 90210?
1: This is not a soap opera. <laughs> Drama.
0: I don't think it's kind of a teen soap opera. No. Okay. I have no, I just
1: <laughs> denying what I'm saying doesn't
0: really give me a lot of places to well, go. Well, why so. do
1: you think it's a soap opera?
0: Because it has all the earmarks of a soap opera. There's love triangles. It goes on most of the year.
1: Yeah. They
0: don't take much of breaks. That's true.
1: But it's not daily, it's weekly. Soap operas are right. daily.
0: Okay. I'll
1: give it to you. Okay.
0: Now, before we get into the movie we watched. The Night. Sandra Bullock's The Net.
1: She is the it girl, too.
0: Er, Erwin, Erwin Winkler's The Net.
1: She was just on uh, Speed.
0: Yeah, we, we last year. She's
1: very busy. <laughs>
0: last year?
1: Yeah.
0: She made a movie last year? She's making a movie this year?
1: Well, she's keeping going there. Wow,
0: how busy are you, Sandra Bullock? Seemed to be. Anyway, what was that your new nickname for her? <laughs> Before we get into that, I thought we would we would massive love it a little bit.
1: Oh, okay. I like massive love.
0: You want a male seeking male here? Sure. I've got some males seeking male. Attractive, conservative, white male, forty one, younger appearing.
1: <laughs> Interesting.
0: <laughs> someone's someone's a little insecure about their age. <laughs> uh brown slash blue. So does hair always go first? It's brown hair, blue eyes.
1: Maybe it has blue hair and, and brown, brown eyes? eyes. 'Cause I can picture a forty one year old dude doing that. I'm sure.
0: Sure. He looks like a Japanese uh like animated character. Uh younger appearing, brown blue, very muscular, very muscular, solid built, broad shoulders. So he supposed a lot of time Let's in the gym. Daily.
1: He is oh very God. insecure. Yeah.
0: Like you can't just say very muscular. Also solidly built. Oh, do you have you not gotten it yet? I'm broad-shouldered. I lift <laughs> weights on a daily basis.
1: Big dude, right here.
0: Quiet. Very monogamous. Good job. What is? How can you be very monogamous? Yeah, you're either monogamous or you're not. You can't grade eight monogamy. <laughs> I'm a little monogamous. Looking for attractive, solid, muscular guy Uh-oh. for monogamous life mates. You better work out every day too, dude. Listen to this, though. Okay, Monogamous uh, for monogamous life mates, discretion assured. You want to basically be in a lifelong committed relationship with this guy, and we're just roommates? <laughs> I mean, how, how, how are you going to sell this? Discretion assured. That's sad. It is sad that they can't just be who they want to be. Yeah. Tell all your friends that you're gay and jacked, apparently. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, at least you can defend yourself if you get your ass beat for being gay, but still, it sucks that they have to feel that way.
0: Oh, look at this. Here's Mm. somebody very honest. Okay. East side, gay, white, male, 33, 5'11", 330 pounds. Wow. That's a big boy. Uh, A hopeless romantic looking for that special someone for fun and much more.
1: What is more than fun? (laughs) I don't know. I'm kind of scared of that. Like, what's on the other side of fun? (laughs) We've had fun, now let's have more.
0: We've had fun, now we're going all the way around to misery. Right? We've had fun, now all of a sudden I have a bloody knife in my hand. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that got... We're having so much
1: fun. (laughs) What happens? I'm 330 pounds because I eat my lovers when I'm done with them. Oh (laughs) my god. But we're having some fun.
0: <laughs> His nickname is Praying Mant. Oh my goodness gracious.
1: Sorry, fellas. Is there, are there any ladies seeking ladies?
0: Uh, yeah, female seeking males here.
1: No, female seeking females.
0: That's oh sorry, female seeking female. That's what I meant. <laughs> That's what I'm reading. Gay white female forty two seeking friendship, relationship with feminine, passionate, serious gay white female forty to forty five, whose
1: height, weight, proportionate. So no fatties.
0: Apparently like the guy from, well, the guy from the other thing is, can't, can't apply because he's both a man <laughs> and 330 pounds. Right. Serious, fun loving. Okay. Just fun loving. Not more yet. <laughs> Outspoken gay black female seeking female, feminine only. So this is another one where they're, I don't want a masculine
1: right. female. I want That's a feminine That's something that I find kind of strange. Maybe, maybe somebody can explain this to me. Okay. Okay. Why, like, a lot of lesbians look very mannish.
0: They can, sure.
1: But all of them claim to want really feminine women. So where are these really feminine lesbians? Are they the ones that are super closeted so you'd never know?
0: Maybe. Maybe that's it. Yeah, they might be the ones that you don't really, really notice. I guess it's kind of like, so not to be graphic, but with gay guys, Uh right? Obviously, there's sexual stuff that you can do with each other that doesn't involve intercourse.
1: Right. But
0: I would imagine if you're gay and a man that occasionally or maybe even more than occasionally, I have no idea, you would want intercourse. Right. In that case, someone's got to give and someone's got to be the catcher in the rye if, if you get my drift.
1: Couldn't you just take turns?
0: I guess you could take turns but don't you think that with gay guys there would be one more like that liked receiving more and one that liked giving more.
1: I guess, so, I don't know.
0: So I would assume that they work that stuff kind out. They talk, they have conversations with each other and and maybe that's sort of like the the more masculine lesbian and the more feminine lesbian. There's one that takes on society's more masculine type ideas or or roles right and then they want a feminine type woman instead of somebody like them
1: okay but when you were talking about the guys Mm -hmm. you were talking about sex Now you're talking about the girls you're talking about their like roles in society well i think
0: i think that there are guys and maybe this is i don't know a lot about homosexuality so if i'm coming off ignorant I apologize. Oh, me too.
1: But, I am definitely ignorant as well. But I would
0: assume that in that interplay, that there are guys who are gay that are more what you would consider masculine, more, you know, butch guys, I right. guess. And that there are more feminine gay men, too. You know, I and I, you know, like, there are, there are cliches that we could go to that I'm not going to go to, but... I would assume that there are more feminine homosexual men and maybe the more feminine homosexual men like to receive more than and the masculine ones like to give. That's, that's my, like, I don't know that that's what makes logical sense to me. Maybe that's not the case.
1: Maybe not. I mean, I, I mean, sometimes what you are in the world is the complete opposite of what you are in the bedroom. That's true. So,
0: but in most sexual encounters, in my opinion, anyway, mm-hmm. in, my, in my limited experience of sexual encounters, one person, whether it's the man or the woman, is sort of the aggressor. One's more of the take charge kind of, I'm going to, you know, take charge of things person. And the other one is more of the kind of, oh, you know, like, <laughs> like receiving person, right? In general, not all. Can you do that again? Ooh. <laughs> in general, not all the time. Obviously, because there are lots of women that are that are assertive and like take charge in the bedroom. But in general, it seems to be the man is more of the aggressor and the woman is more of the receiver. Biologically and and society wise, that seems to be the way it goes during sex. So my guess is. That's what that's the dynamic that's going on here. More butch type of lesbians like feminine, you know, not wilting flowers necessarily, but in that more in that vein, more submissive and kind of nurturing and and receiving type type lesbians. And they and the butcher ones want to be the more aggressive take charge. That's my guess.
1: Yeah, maybe. If if anybody out there feels like uh writing us at uh late v1994 at dot and telling us how wrong we are. Right. Please please feel free.
0: So to finish up with this one though, she's uh she's seeking feminine only, eighteen to thirty five for fun, loving, friendly relationship. No games, please. Only serious need reply.
1: Eighteen to thirty five, what a range. How old was this one? She didn't say. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I love the judgments in your, in your noise there. Uh, sexy white lady, twenty seven, five five, 5'5", 119 pounds, seeking curious white lady to explore passionate friendship and new experiences. Okay. Now, she seems like a feminine. She
1: seems like she's not even sure she's a lesbian. Well... She she wants to the, try it. She's
0: taking the time to put this uh yeah. this out here. No,
1: she wants to try it. But I mean she's like Oh new experiences and blah blah blah. Like I don't know. Well this one is for us. Okay. For us? Yes.
0: Somebody wrote to us. Yes. This okay. is in the alternative lifestyle. There you go. Attention couples. <laughs> so that's us. Very attractive married white male, thirty. Seeking sexy couple for fantasy fulfillment. Very discreet.
1: We are a sexy couple. No, thank you, sir. But no.
0: (laughs) If we were going to go that route, it would not be a WM. (laughs) It would be an uh, H H by F, right? What?
1: H? B? F? By F.
0: What's H? Guess. What do you think H is?
1: Hispanic? Yeah.
0: No, Hasidic. What? Only, so, so what? only very only very serious Jewish women. So, uh, let's see. Any other couples? Let's see if anybody else is, is writing to us. There's a lot of couples on here. I don't know. I guess that's it. <laughs> How about this one? Married. Big teddy bear. <laughs> it's not a person. It's an actual teddy bear, but legally married. Oh, okay. East side. So, if you're on the east side, throw your hands up. East side. Want adventurous, passionate Female for fun. Not not more, just fun. You're a dick. Age
1: what? The guy is a dick.
0: Oh, age, race, open. Must be clean and discreet. Why? Oh, because he's married. Yeah. I forgot the first line of the thing. Yeah, he's a married teddy bear. So he's also like a 300-pound dude, probably.
1: And... I'm sorry, Mr. fucking teddy bear. Why are you cheating on your wife? Okay. That's not a very teddy bear move. Teddy bears are supposed to be safe and friendly and cuddly, <laughs> not heartbreaking cheaters. Right. <laughs> oh, Piglet, I'm looking for I'm, I'm looking for a female for fun. <laughs> you just ruined Winnie the Pooh for oh me. You just God. ruined my whole childhood right there. Big teddy
0: bear. Are you yellow, sir? Are you yellow? <laughs> let's move on. All right.
1: <laughs>
0: well, that's all I have for for massive love. Let's let's get into let's get into the film that we saw, and I'm going to call it a film.
1: Okay, it is a film. All right. I don't know why you would not call it a film. Actually, I'm going to call it a movie. <laughs> what?
0: I'm gonna call it a movie. I'm not gonna call it a film. So go ahead, tell us about. Are you just
1: trying to get me to argue with you? I'm not taking the bait. Sorry. What? Well, why are you change- the
0: bear bait?
1: Oh my! A bear
0: trap. We're gonna trap this guy. Let's. Oh, Carol. What? Is- Let's respond to his ad as you, sexy female. We'll get it. We'll get his name. We'll get his address, and then we will fucking out him to his wife.
1: But he's not gonna give me his address. He's just gonna wanna meet me. You but think that he's ever gonna tell me where he lives or who his wife is or how to get a hold of him for real? I'll be calling him on a fucking payphone.
0: No, no. We're gonna set up a trap. I'll be hiding. We will we will get you'll have to get his name, his real name. Uh huh. Go out to like a public place or something, like a bar or whatever. Get his real name. Then if he tries anything, I mean I'll be you know, I'll be out there to jump on him. I'll have uh I'll have a 330 pounds friend with me in case okay. in case we need to go beyond fun.
1: With, the, with this guy. <laughs>
0: I don't I can't, this guy's like Lenny from of Mice of Men. I can't believe it happened again. You just went beyond fun, buddy. Um So anyway, The Net, Sandra Bullock's
1: The Net. Wait, wow, okay. You took me, you took me on a journey, and yep. then you just <laughs>
0: we're done now,
1: so, yeah, our movie this week is the net mm-hmm. our film or a movie, however you want to say it,
0: yeah, what did you think of this movie?
1: I really liked it. i I thought it was like the right amount of thrilling to keep me interested. Mm-hmm. Um, i I liked it. I'd say like. <laughs> Most, mostly. I mean, I have some issues with the film.
0: <laughs> you are very articulate. I'm so glad that when I decided to make these tapes, I was like, "Hey,
1: hey, uh. <sighs> I
0: liked it, and I liked it, and I mostly liked it, but I have some things." That is a great review. <laughs>
1: You're so mean. So
0: (laughs) I I I had a really weird experience with this movie Okay While the movie was on While we were watching the movie In the theater Uh, I enjoyed it Right And I I liked the performances Like you said I thought it was pretty I thought it was pretty thrilling Not super intense But enough To kind of get you going You know Yeah And the, the, the main the main stuff. I mean, I'll get into some of the technical stuff later, but the main technical stuff was fine. And like I said, I, I enjoyed it. Movie wrapped up, and then like ten minutes or fifteen minutes being gone from the theater, I thought about the movie and I was like, "Eh, it wasn't that good." <laughs> like once the spell of the movie was over, I thought to myself. I don't, I didn't really like it that much. It was okay, but it's just kind of, it's kind of a nothing movie. It's sort of, I, the the whole premise is hung on the internet and how new the internet is and the dangerous things that the net could be used for possibly.
1: Yeah, it's like a horror story.
0: Yeah, about about the internet and yeah. that's. They put a lot of effort into writing that. Mm -hmm. And I assume they got a lot of it correct. I'm not not a huge expert on the internet, so I don't know. But I assume they got it mostly correct because they put a lot of emphasis on it. But I don't know that they went deep enough into the other story elements. The one thing that elevates this movie... This movie, honestly, in my mind, should be a failure. Okay. But the one thing that elevates it is Sandra Bullock and her performance. And she is so damn charming. Yeah, she The is. entire time she's on screen. She basically stole the movie in speed. And we watched while, while you were sleeping. And she was completely charming in that.
1: See? She is busy.
0: Okay. Yeah, she's very busy. <laughs> She has no time for us. She's very busy. That's why she hasn't been on our show. Yes. Uh, and, and in this, like I said, with a lesser actress, this movie falls apart. She carries this film from beginning to end. The What works about this movie is her and her performance and her personality. And that, I mean, because she's so, she's pretty, but she's, and I think they lean into this. I, I think she could look like a glamorous movie star if she wanted to. Mm-hmm. But they lean into this girl next door kind of everyday yeah. woman vibe in a lot of the movies that she's been in. Mm-hmm. This is no exception. And the vulnerability of like, this could be my friend or mm-hmm. my neighbor or, or whatever. Me. Yeah. Or, or you. Yeah. If you're a woman or you kind of thing with her Charming personality and, you know, what she does when a camera gets on her, that's that's the, the main tension of the movie. Okay. The villain is kind of, he's a caricature almost. Like, he's a Bond villain. Yes. And it's, you know, the guy that plays him is fine, but it's, as written, it's not, like, he's not that caliber that Sandra Bullock is. Mm-hmm. Because if he was, then it would be elevated even more. Yeah. If if let's say Gary Oldman, remember we watched, uh, what was that, Um, Leon, the professional? Yes. He played the villain in that, right? Let's say they got him to play this villain. Then, I mean, then you're talking about maybe something really good.
1: Maybe, but I mean, I think a lot of the shortcomings of the movie are in the story itself.
0: Okay, well let's talk about it. Let's get into it a little bit. The okay. Story.
1: So it starts out that she I mean, basically she is a computer person. Right. I don't really know what to call her. She's a
0: I think she's either a programmer. No, I think she she does security.
1: Yeah, she she, she destroys viruses and stuff.
0: Yeah, she does computer security for a what's it called? Cathedral. Cathedral. For a company called Cathedral. And they're a competitor of this other company ran by a Bill Gates stand-in. <laughs> like the guy the guy looks like a cooler Hollywood version of Bill Gates. And I can't remember his Thomas Greg or something. His last name's Greg. Mm-hmm. But he owns Greg Industries. And it's they have a gate gatekeeper, that's what it's called. Their program's called Gatekeeper. And it's like Instead of hiring out these and this is another thing that they don't really touch on that might have been kind of interesting to me. Instead of it like they don't they instead of getting like instead of people hiring a firm uh-huh. to clean their computer and make sure it's clean and everything, get this program and this program will do all the work of all these people. There's so many people at Cathedral when we see it later in the movie yeah. that are employed there. And this program would put all of them out of work,
1: if it worked. Maybe. I mean, I'm not sure that all of them do exactly what she does.
0: That's true. But, but she works in security.
1: And she works at home, which mm-hmm. is really weird. She, like She
0: telecommutes.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's on, on the computer and on the phone mm-hmm. all day. You get the sense she, like, never leaves her house. She even orders pizza in. Yeah, they
0: want her to come in to the... Through
1: the computer. Yeah, They yeah,
0: that's a crazy thing too. I don't know if they actually. She's in Los Angeles. She's in Los Angeles. Her her main office is in San Francisco, so it's a few hours up north. Right, and that's why she. That's part of the reason why she telecommutes. But they want her to move there because they they say a couple times, "Oh, we really want you to come in. You're such a genius and everything." She. It seems like she kind of freelances mm-hmm. for them and, and telecommutes, but yeah, I don't know if they do this in California or not. If maybe they're like starting some pilot program for Maybe. it or something. But I'll tell you you cannot order a pizza over the internet for us. You got to sure. you got to call. And I mean it's not that hard to pick up the phone and call. Yeah. Here. So I don't really get it. Although it showed her a picture of her pizza and she was able to like click on yeah, toppings and everything. But so yeah, she you do get the idea that she's like a shut-in.
1: Yeah, and she's online talking to her her f- virtual friends. She's right? in a chat room, right? And um That's like her social life, right? Like she, a guy wanted to take her out to dinner Mm -hmm. and she's like, oh no, I've got standing plans and these are her standing plans, ordering in pizza and talking to people in the chat room.
0: Yeah. She definitely seems like she's some kind of weird shut in.
1: So she's going on her first vacation in six years Mm -hmm. and to Cozumel, Mexico, which
0: is a gorgeous place to go. I've been there.
1: Like, I'm kind of amazed you go from never leaving your house to Mexico, but okay, Sandy. (laughs) Yeah, right. And um, then she gets a call from a colleague Mm -hmm. who wants her to take a look at something before she leaves and is going to fly in to show it to her in person.
0: They do one thing that I think is kind of cool that they pay off later. She, the first job that she has is to remove some, some nasty virus that if you press the escape key, it basically destroys your entire system, eats through the whole thing. a very, very nasty virus. And she's able to, to clean it up, and she downloads it onto a disk. Mm-hmm. And she puts the disk in a FedEx box and mails it to this colleague that she talks to on the phone because he likes to collect viruses. That's so weird. Well, I think that's something that computer people do. Like, they like to study them and stuff like that. Like, how did they do this? And maybe it helps them come up with countermeasures to to things that people that like to make viruses do. Maybe. But, yeah, so he, he calls her up and he's like, hey, go on to this. They must make this game, Mozart's Ghost, because it's a program on the computer when she goes to the cathedral later. So I think she must be part of the... They must make computer games.
1: I I got the impression that it was a game that was actually on a web page that she could access from home or cathedral. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Maybe. But because it says, yeah, Mozart's Ghost, the coolest band on the internet or something like that. And he says, well, it was on a disc at first. Remember? But anyway, in the corner, there's a little pie symbol. Right. So he's like, hey, click on that. And so she clicks on it and it, a couple times the movie does this, yeah. which is not a super effective way to get their point across. Really? I almost think what they, well, I'll tell you what they do. What they do is it's like snap cut, snap cut, snap cut. It's very, very quick cuts of a uh, page, like text and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where it's like you can tell you're going to different web pages and they, they quick cut it. So it's like bang, 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 bang. You can't even really see. Or read what it's saying every once in a while, like a word like uh, Department of Defense or something that, like that will appear. Right. right? And the point is that it's going through all this stuff really fast, I guess. I think, honestly, it fights what's happening and I the, the camera work. And I believe it would have been just better as a static push-in shot. You static push-in shot, and all this stuff suddenly goes, and it's like you're in a like in a very natural environment, just looking at the computer with the camera, and it the like kind of tent, tension from it is this computer suddenly doing something the computers aren't supposed to do, and you get to fully see it just kind of like cycle really quick through these different web pages, and I think that would have been. Better to just to have a static shot shot. I think the way it cuts, it fights the tension, actually.
1: okay, I I can see that.
0: But anyway, so not to tell you how to live your life, Er Erwin Winkler. There's a another thing real quick at the beginning that we forgot. Okay, Uh, Department of Defense Undersecretary. Goes to a park and it seems that he has been diagnosed with being HIV positive. Oh, yeah. so he goes and talks to his wife or talks to his son, tells him to keep a secret from his mom for the rest of his life. And then-
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> he he tells him if he behaves, he can watch as play as much video games as he wants or something like for that.
0: every hour he studies. He can watch two hours of TV or something like that. Or for some every two s- hours he studies, he can watch an hour of TV or something like
1: that. Yeah, Some kind of deal. And then he goes, but don't tell mom, which would make you think he's going to be there to, to enforce, to enforce this. Right. And he doesn't tell her. And no. the kid's not supposed to tell her. And then
0: he says he, he loves his wife. Then he shoots kills
1: himself. himself. <laughs> so what was the point? He says to her, too. Oh, number one son back on track. Yeah. Guess what? You derailed that shit real quick, didn't you?
0: Right. <laughs> so anyway, he kills himself at the beginning of the movie. Selfish.
1: That. <laughs> Sorry, pisses me off.
0: You know, it's not the worst thing that's happened to him. The bullets, maybe the worst thing that's happened to him, (laughs) or the phone call. But anyway, so that's that gets tied in later too. I I honestly don't even know if you need that. No, it's such a minor thread throughout the movie. They they. I don't even know if they bring it up again until the end.
1: No, and I mean really what what is the point? It's just saying that he didn't really have it.
0: Yeah, it's so yeah, we find out later that he didn't have HIV that they they set him up. The villains of this movie set him up to believe he had HIV. And because he's so homophobic, he shot himself.
1: But, like, what was the purpose of well, doing that? Well, the
0: purpose that? was they... And they only mention it once on a news report, and it's very quick. They say that he was a vocal opponent of the gatekeeper program. Okay. And now that he's dead, there's a new undersecretary of defense who's going to allow the gatekeeper program to outfit all the computers in the Department of Defense, which will give them apparently more power. So... I get it from that point of view, but it's almost like you don't even really need that when you do. When you have all these other things that, that you can do. Because mm-hmm. they show it in the movie, there's two big things that happen. She gets ready for her trip, like you said, and she goes to the airport, and they've delayed all the flights. Because apparently they have control of that system, so they can delay all... I know, we'll get to it in a second. So they can delay all the flights. And then later they crash the stock market, too. Uh, With phony trading and they have to close the stock market floor till they till they, you know, figure everything out. We don't need this Department of Defense thing. We can even say, hey, they're going to meet with the Department of Defense and then we can say to ourselves, oh, no, that's going to be terrible if they get control of all the Department of Defense's computers. We really don't need this other plot as like a starting out point thing.
1: Yeah, well, and as you mentioned before, it's not really the best way to kill somebody. I mean, there's oh, right. just assuming they, that he's going to commit suicide they leave because of There's so this. much to chance with this plan. But don't forget, before she gets to the airport, her friend was flying to see her.
0: He wants to talk to her about this thing because he does. He can't figure it out.
1: And they like take over the controls of his plane. Well, they. They mess with his navigation code. so he yeah. doesn't
0: know where he is he's not where he su- thinks he thinks he is
1: right, and then he ends up flying into something and dying. How did they know how did they know he was going to see her? How did they do that to his plane?
0: I assume they bugged his phone. I'm not sure how they did it to his plane, but let's assume that they can do it to his plane. How did they know? he was going to that they were going to be able to put him right in front of these this like i don't know what it was it was like a series of towers or something like that how did they know they were going to be able to put him there and let's assume that they can how did he know that he wouldn't use his eyes to look (laughs) out the window of the plane to be like oh there's giant stuff right there maybe i shouldn't be flying into it
1: yeah it just so happens that it's our i think that's part of the point of the movie though is that he was so reliant on technology that Mm. he wasn't using his eyes He wasn't looking where he was going. He was looking at the screen telling him where he was going instead. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, I think that's kind of how airplane travel works. I don't know. I've never flown.
0: That's another failing of this movie, in my opinion, is that there's no... The the message of the movie, if there is one, is very muddled. Yeah. If the message is we shouldn't rely so much on technology, which I think it's supposed to be because... She's holed up in her house, relying on technology so much. At the end of the movie, she's outside, you know, in the dirt with the flowers, with Mm -hmm. nature and stuff like that. The computers, like, she had computers all over her house. She had a computer that... That simulated a fire. She ordered her food from a computer. She talked to friends on the computer. She worked on the computer. There were like seven computers around the house. Right. There might be one. I, I don't remember if I saw one in, There's the, one in the end shot. But just the one. And everything else was was open and she was not obsessively on the computer. So and obviously the the rest of the plot, like you said, kinda lends to To that message of don't be so reliant on the internet and computers and technology.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the message was was there. I don't think it was that loose. I mean, at one point she's like, she's ranting because they've taken her life from her, Mm -hmm. you know, that it's all out there. They have all this information and they, you know, they did it to me. They're going to do it to you kind of thing. So
0: they're all on it. Everyone's on a computer. Everyone's basically like a file on a computer. And I and I get that and everything, but I, I honestly, I don't think it's, I don't think they hit on it enough. I don't think they, I, I, or at least they don't hit on it as effectively as they could. Okay. I think, like I said, it's a muddled message. Not necessarily that it's loose, but that it's not a central theme that that continues to return in a satisfying way throughout the movie. Like... I'll give you an, a, a quick example. So, Star Trek Two, The Wrath of Khan.
1: Uh-huh.
0: One of the themes there are several themes in that movie. Getting older is a theme in that movie. Um, you know, not having what you know what you once did. But obsession is a big theme of that movie. Khan's obsession with Kirk. Kirk's obsession with being a starship captain and and, and you know like. Being all gung-ho and like a rebel and stuff like that, right? And those themes, the theme of obsession, kind of comes back again and again in little ways Mm. throughout the movie. So that it runs through the whole movie. The theme of getting older also does the same thing in that movie. And uh, the idea of a no-win situation. That's another theme of the movie and that comes up too. Throughout the movie, this theme of being too reliant on technology doesn't really, you know, come up through the movie. Most of the movie is a chase of, you know, her, Angela, Sandra Bullock's character, and this Devlin guy, Mm -hmm. him chasing her, her trying to get away. And most of it's like if, if, let's say, let's say she tried to take a bus and they used like the computer to reroute the bus, or to stop the buses, or the trains, or she tried to take a plane, or, or anything like that, right? It, where they where they use technology to stop her, like she, if if it was like a cell slowly closing around her,
1: uh-huh. so
0: she's trying to get away. And every exit is being blocked because of some other piece of technology. And she can't get away and can't get away. If that was the case of the movie, then, hey, our society is being built too much on technology is a theme that could run throughout the movie. But that doesn't happen. Most of the time she's, she's going in a car or she's on foot and he's just running after her with a gun. (laughs) <laughs> like a regular like a regular chase movie or a regular really? thriller. So I don't think that they, I don't think they structurally, and that's one of the problems I have with the movie, structurally I don't think the movie is structured to carry the theme along. And that's a big problem I have with it. Okay.
1: Another problem I have with this villain and his interactions with her. Yeah. Is, I mean, it starts out that he she has described her ideal guy online Mm, yep and he is presenting himself as that person it's kind of obvious that that's happening I think mm-hmm um
0: and he knows everything about her she points out later he knows what she wants to drink or what like alcoholic beverage she likes to drink he knows what she likes to eat yeah like all her favorite
1: things are all his favorite things hey if you guys ever run into that in life guess what too good to be true probably is
0: yep he's probably part of a international (laughs) uh hacker ring that wants to bring down the u.s government
1: but he's supposed to kill her Mm-hmm. He's supposed to get the disc from her that she has on her for some stupid ass reason. Yeah, why, why did she take that would to Mexico? Take that on vacation, I don't. She know. brought a laptop and the disc because I guess she was going to work on it because she doesn't know how to not work.
0: Right. She did bring a laptop. Yeah.
1: So, okay. So he's supposed to get the disc and kill her
0: because he he is a boss, as we learn later. Yes. Guess who it is? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty obvious. It's Bill Gates or the Bill Gates guy.
1: Right. So. Instead of um, just you know killing her, she decides she wants to get some. I will I will say that, much she at least initiated the sex. But there is sex. Okay, she kissed him. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. I in guess. a pretty aggressive manner. Yeah, that's true. So, you know that that delays him killing her, but he's still planning on doing so. So, he's an asshole, right? Because he should have. If he's going to kill her, he, he should just, just kill a, her. Yeah. Don't. Have sex with her and then kill her. Did
0: you think you think that maybe the thought process in his brain was, uh, well, she deserves, you know, she, <laughs> she deserves uh, my penis, you know, one time before oh, she geez. goes before she goes out of the world.
1: God, I hope not. That makes me worse. But then later, <laughs> later, when he's chasing her uh-huh. and he catches her, he takes the time to reassure her as though she needs this reassurance that he's genuinely attracted to her.
0: Yes, I what? do. I do like you. That's the problem. But I'm just, you know. It's not just,
1: that much of a problem. You're still trying to kill just her. She's tired to
0: kill you, that's all.
1: <laughs> like, how much can you like a lady that you're chasing with a gun, sir? Just saying. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that whole thing bothered me quite a bit.
0: Yeah, it's sort of, it's vaguely rapey. Even, yeah. though, even though, like you said, she initiated it. He's completely under false pretenses right. the entire time. So yeah, that, that's kind of disturbing too.
1: And I mean, I'm sure she feels icky for having slept with him yeah. and then to have him keep bringing it up.
0: I don't know. The, and, and she's got to feel icky icky because the last person that she had sex before that was Dennis Miller.
1: <laughs> Her therapist. Her therapist. That's messed up too. Well, that was she has a, no normal relationships.
0: That was just a joke about Dennis Miller, but yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, babe. <laughs> see, can you see it now? Now that you've seen him in a movie, it's like, hey, you know, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> That's what he used to do on Saturday Night Live. Okay, and and all his stand up is very esoteric. It's all based on history, and like he likes to make jokes where you need a cartographer and and a uh, you know the Rajets, uh thesaurus and stuff to to figure out what he's saying. He'll say like, "Ah, I haven't seen somebody run like that since Hastings, ten sixty six, baby." <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, exactly." <laughs> no one shown that kind of accuracy, oh uh, because that's when they invented the crossbow. Um, the Battle of Hastings. Okay, that's. I think that's one of his actual jokes. Wow. Yeah, but that's that's the kind of he and he's got that little head bob, right? Yeah,
1: he was doing the head bob to me. I had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> I don't watch Saturday Night Live. I was like, "Are, are you having a seizure? What's happening?" <laughs>
0: But anyway, so, yeah, you're right. She doesn't have any, like, real relationships. And, I mean, you know, the, other than that, the plot gets resolved in a fairly... There's, there is some clever writing here. There are some, some good things. So, like I said, the virus that they, that they have at the beginning of the movie, that comes back at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. where she's at the desk of that dude, and that thing, the FedEx thing's been delivered. And she's like, oh, she opens it, and that's her salvation, basically, is she puts it into... For some reason, they're having a computer convention, but she can't access the file unless she's on a a mainframe of a computer. And so she goes to one of the computers at the convention, which is apparently hooked up to the mainframe of the computer. That makes no sense to me. She was in the building where the cathedral, the corporation is, Mm -hmm. and that's not hooked up to the mainframe. But the computer at the convention center is? That doesn't make any sense. So she puts the thing in there and he's and he's like she gets him to do it himself. I mean she could easily just press escape. <laughs> but he's like, Oh, you you think you've transmitted all these files that show that we, you know, planned all this stuff and that we're awful people or whatever to the to the police and the FBI. All I got to do is press escape, baby, and it's all done. <laughs> and he's like, like he looks right at the camera as He's saying it. I mean, it's not that obvious, but it, it's close.
1: It is pretty, pretty bad.
0: And she just kind of like shrugs, like, mm, guess you're gonna do it. And so he presses the escape key, and then of course it destroys. It's destroying the entire gatekeeper program. Right. Somehow that's the only copy of
1: it too. And i like, I don't. It's well, weird. I mean, I think that it was destroying the central like system for the company. Okay. I'm sure there's a copy of their program somewhere, but right. that's not going to replace all the internal files they're losing.
0: Right. So that destroys the entire thing, totally takes it down, billionaire whatever Greg is is <laughs> arrested. And and that's basically that's basically how the movie ends. So the virus coming back, that's that's a good piece of writing. You show it at the beginning, it comes back again at the end of her salvation. It shows her um, innovative thinking, too,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which, is, which is good. And, I mean, other than that, other than that, everything is pretty standard as far as, like, a standard thriller goes, just with this paint of the internet over top of it. But, like I said, they didn't... I think they could have used it to their advantage so much more. They delay her flight for, like, no reason. Basically yeah. just to prove they can.
1: Yeah, because she still gets to go. Like, had it prevented her from going, that would have made sense. Yeah, and
0: who are they pro- Who are they proving that to? Us? The audience? <laughs> like, it doesn't make a whole lot of
1: sense. Yeah, it is. a lot of the stuff that happens is kind of just to torture her, which... Why do they care so much mm-hmm. about torturing her?
0: But... It, like I said, if they had if she had tried to access a bus because she couldn't get a a a car or whatever mm. and they shut that down and then she's like, well, I'll try the train. They shut that down. Try the plane. They shut that down. So she tries to. Let's say, I don't know, she she gets into a car and she tried maybe then they could notify the police and right. stuff like that, or they close down a road that's like a toll road or something like that. You know, if, if it was, like, a, like I said, like a trap slowly closing around her because of all this technology and squeezing her into a corner, then I think that that connects the action that's going on in the movie to the theme of the movie.
1: Well, just like one of the things they did is they, you know, her her wallet got stolen. Mm-hmm. So she loses all her paperwork, her passport, her ID. Mm hmm. And she tries to get a temporary passport to return to the United States. Mm -hmm. And they make her get it in the name of Ruth Marks. Mm -hmm. Because they, you know, change the computer to say that's her name or whatever. Why? Why not just make it so she can't get one? She can't even get back to the United States. That would have fit the diabolical plan more.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or why... Or why does it have to be a different name? Why can't it just be her name and they change the, her records?
1: Right? Because yeah, Ruth. Well, Ruth Marks is the lady who takes over her life, and mm-hmm. it's like they just did like an identity swap. Yeah, I guess. which is another
0: another part of the movie that doesn't really affect the plot. There's stuff in here that that, like I said, I think it's supposed to point to the theme. Like, look at all the power they can have. Look at all the things that they can do if somebody takes control of these these machines but it doesn't connect to the plot enough. Right. They're like very loose end to stuff. It's it's the s- same thing with the undersecretary of defense. It doesn't really like it kind of connects to the main plot but it doesn't it doesn't marry itself to the main plot in in intricate way. It's not woven in well enough.
1: Well, and here's the other thing is I I think that different areas are more separated than they're acting like they are. Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't think you can change one thing and it's her whole identity. She's not going to be now Ruth Marks in the police database and the federal database and the DMV and everywhere.
0: That's true. They'd have to change multiple things. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, yeah, I
0: don't know. I don't get it. But that all that being said... I think I'd still give this a light recommend. Yeah. I don't know if I would go out to the movie theater to see it. I would. But there are places that you can like I mean there you can go and get it when it comes out on video. And I think that's probably the better thing or if you want to get the big the big screen experience, you can wait till it comes to the dollar show. And I think it'd be worth it there. But it, I mean if you I'm not going to quibble if you really want to go see this movie. I think it's fine. But like I said, if Sandra if Sandra Bullock wasn't in it, then the movie completely falls on its face. Yeah, I agree. She ele- she elevates a underwritten character <laughs> and a a script that's not the best into more than it is. Yeah. But yeah, that's our show for the week. Uh Carol Give it to him
1: So, you know, like, like we said in the beginning, uh, keep an eye out for the webpage. Uh,
0: RetroLateFee.com.
1: And you can still write us at LateFee1994 at AOL.com. That's correct. Uh, tell your friends, get your uh, cousins to uh, pass around the tapes. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you later.
0: See you next time. Bye.